Well, good morning, church. My name is Spencer and I'm the pastor I'm here at Schweitzer. It is so good to join together in worship this morning. Although we're not together, we are still together as we can sing and worship and praise God for all that He has done. And today, uh, we're going to be continuing our sermon series on the goodness of God as we celebrate how God is at work in our lives, in the world, in the church, um, and all around us. And we can celebrate His goodness in the midst of whatever it is that we might be facing. If you're joining us this morning um, live, you can join us uh, through the chat. We encourage you to chat with us. Um, you can also submit prayer requests if you're watching this live with us on the live stream. Um, also check in with us and you can do that through sumc.co slash hello. Now, as we continue in worship this morning, I also wanna put together an opportunity before you for Vacation Bible School. One of the, the big ministries that we do together as a church, uh, Vacation Bible School has an opportunity to impact hundreds of kids' lives. And so I'm so thankful every summer that we get to have this opportunity uh, for this kind of ministry to share good news and disciple our children in this way. And so this summer, because of COVID and, and all of the restructuring we've had to do around the church and all we're doing here, uh, Vacation Bible School is gonna look very different. Instead of having one week of Vacation Bible School will be here on our campus with hundreds of kids interacting with each other. Uh, what we're doing instead is we're sending VBS out into our community to, uh, to be held in lots of different places, in, in lots of different neighborhoods. We're calling this Block Party VBS so that you can host a Vacation Bible School yourself. We will resource you, we'll make sure it's safe, we'll do registrations, we'll do all of those things for you, but we are looking for hosts who'll be willing to put on a Vacation Bible School in a, in a smaller set, a smaller scene in their own neighborhood for their own kids or their kids' friends or their neighborhood friends. And so if you would like to participate in this, we encourage you to go to sumc.co slash VBS. So as we begin worship this morning, we're so fortunate that we have our choir to, to kick off our worship service today. Let's worship the Lord for His goodness in our life and how He is active and present in our lives today.
Well, church, today we get to celebrate a new member, and this new member happens to be my wife. So this is my wife, Abby. This is our kids. This is Lily, this is Eve, and this is Grace. And so they're here today I'm Ab as Abby's going to join the church. And so as people join the church, here are the questions we ask. Uh, first of all, do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior? And uh, will you support the church with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? I will. She will. So that's the questions we, ha we have. So now um, my, my family is joining the church, and, and you'll notice that, that Abby took the vows of membership, but I myself didn't. And, and the reason for this is because uh, pastors don't join the churches in the Methodist church that they um, serve. Instead, we hold our membership in the denomination. So that's why Abby's joining the church today um, and not me. But what I love is that even during um, this pandemic, we have had people be baptized and join the church. We keep um, celebrating this growing church that we have. So as they, as she's taken her vow of membership, I also want to ask you if you would renew your vow to support the church with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. And if you would, if you can type in and chat with us, we will. That would be great. Let's pray together. So Lord, today I thank you so much that we can gather together and even though that we may not physically be together, we still wanna claim this promise that when two or three are gathered in your name, that you are among us. And today that, that, is, that is so true. Uh, as we meet in homes and, and places a, a, around the area, Lord, we know that your presence is with us, that you are with us, um, that your goodness, that you surround us. And so Lord, today we wanna to claim this goodness. We wanna celebrate all that you have done and all that you are doing in our lives. And we want to just take a, a, a moment to give thanks, to give thanks, maybe to even just to name some of the ways that we see your goodness at work in our lives, some of the ways that maybe we take for granted how your goodness is at work in our life, but, but certainly the ways that we see um, God's goodness um, in our life today. So Lord, today, as we continue in worship, would you open our hearts, our minds, our thoughts to you? Um, help us to hear what you have for us to say. And may we become the kind of people who celebrate and share the goodness of God with others. Uh, may we be the, the, the people who are so filled with the knowledge of the, of the goodness of the Lord um, that this is something that we share with our neighbors, our friends, and our family, because we believe to the depths of our being that you are good. And so thank you today for this reminder, this, this time to celebrate um, who you are and what you've done in our life. And so now, as we continue to pray, uh, we wanna join together in the prayer that, that Jesus taught as we join our Sojourners class in praying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and glory forever. Amen. Amen.
So today as we continue to worship, we're gonna take an offering and, and we give in worship because God has been so generous to us and, and our whole salvation is built off his generosity. The character and nature of God is that he is generous. For God so loved the world that he gave his one only son. Now this few months as we've been apart from one another, not having in-person worship, we have just been blown away by your generosity church. So thank you for how you have continued to give and to support the ministry of the church because the ministry of Schweitzer uh, continues. Uh, just because we're not meeting uh, in person doesn't mean that that's stopped. We are still uh, pursuing our, our mission and, and our vision of our church. And so thank you so much for giving to Schweitzer. If you'd like to give today, go to sumc.co slash give to support the ministry of the church. Now let's continue to worship.
This year in worship, we have been celebrating the stories of Schweitzer as we tell a story every week about how God is at work in the people of Schweitzer and people connected to Schweitzer. And so today we get to hear from Summer McFall as she shares her story with us. I've been at Schweitzer for 15 years. I started out singing in the praise band and then I went ahead and went to uh, the choir, chancel choir. And while I was at Chancel Choir, I noticed that there was a group of ladies that was just awesome and were like sisters. So I started a group called Noteworthy, and Noteworthy has six of us in it. And then as time went by, I joined Schweitzer Singers. So my boyfriend at the time, we decided to come to Schweitzer, and I fell in love with the music. I fell in love with the people. I fell in love with the whole community of the church. We decided to get married, so we went off to get married, and we came back. And he was feeling kind of bad and was in himself. So we went to the doctor and he was diagnosed as stage four liver cancer. And it had taken all over his body. And I thought, oh Lord, what am I supposed to do? So I reached out into the choir, I reached out into my noteworthy group and I reached out into my Schweitzer Singer group. And they were the most amazing people. My husband is still alive to this day, thanks to prayers and faith and joy. And then a couple of years ago, I was having some issues and I didn't know what was going on. And they did a biopsy and noticed that I had cancer. And so I've been fighting for my life for the past two years. It is rough. And sometimes I think that I'm alone. And then as you're on the floor throwing up and in pain, and you feel like you're in the fire of with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and you feel God's presence and arms wrap around you, you know you're not alone. So as we go on and you take your CT scans and your MRIs, and you think, this will be the day that I get cleared. This will be the day that I get good news. Then all of a sudden, you don't get good news. It's like, no, we're gonna do this next treatment. We're gonna do this treatment. We're gonna do this treatment. And then your heart's just broken because you think, why God, why? And then I found several people at chemo that I pray with and that I talk to. Some people that don't have good faith, some people that no idea what God is. They see me as strong, they see me as a sunshine, a ray of sunshine as I walk through the door. And they're like, how do you do this? And I said, I have the love of God in my heart. I love God with all my heart. I love my group, Women of the Well. I love the Schweitzer family. And all I've got to say is, no matter how bad you feel, no matter how sad you are, feel disappointed and defeated because that's how I felt, open up, pray to God. I got on my knees several times in the middle of the night going, God, God, with my arms held high, I don't know what I am supposed to do. But I know in my heart, I'm supposed to keep fighting because I cannot give up. I still have a husband at home who's fighting for his life, and together we'll get through this. My name is Summer McFall, and this is just the beginning of my story. Good morning, Schweitzer. I'm Pastor Jason, one of the pastors here at Schweitzer, and I want to welcome you to worship as we enter Memorial Day weekend. From wherever you're at, we're glad that we can take these few moments and take a look at Scripture and hear God speak into the midst of our lives, into this moment in life that we find ourselves. Today, we're continuing the series that we started last week 
where we're looking at the goodness of God from Psalm 23. Last week, Pastor Spencer talked about how God provides for us. God provides, ultimately, the big provision that God makes for us is in salvation. And yet God provides in all kinds of other ways. He provides for everything else in life. And so if you're interested in that sermon, we encourage you to go back. You can check it out on our YouTube channel. Next week, we're going to be looking at how God pursues us. And today, we're taking a look at how God leads us. God is the good shepherd, and he leads us along the way. As we think about all of these these ways that we're talking about the goodness of God and God's provision and God's pursuing of us and God's leading us, we're really taking a look and we're considering the character of what God is, is like. And this considering God's character is one of the most important things that any human being can endeavor to take up. Because all of us are made in the image of God. We're made in the likeness of God. We're made to reflect the glory of God. And so as we consider what God's character is like, we're beginning to see what we're meant to look like, how we're meant to live, and how we're meant to really have a, a sense of future. Oftentimes, as James Bryan Smith and other writers have noted, too, when we, when we mistake what the character of God is like, we find ourselves down many, many roads and many paths that don't lead to life. So whenever we have an opportunity to consider God's character, we're endeavoring to take up one of the most important tasks that we can in life. Now this psalm that we're going to take a look at, Psalm 23, where we think about how God, the Good Shepherd, leads us, is, is a psalm that many of us know, we've heard in so many ways. And right at the outset, I, I just want to say something about leadership in the days and times that we're in. Today, in the midst of, of the coronavirus pandemic, in the midst of all kinds of questions about what's going to come next, what is tomorrow going to look like or the days down the road, we know that we are living in times where it is difficult to be a leader. There are questions that come to us from all kinds of angles. And if you're a leader, you know that there is data that is coming to you new and fresh every moment of every day. Several times a day, you may find yourself making a plan and then you encounter some sort of new information and then you take your plan and you throw it away, you scrap it and you write out a new plan. Several, several years ago, I heard a pastor by the name of Ken Wer, uh, Werlein and he talked about how we can gauge commitment and, or we can gauge uh, our sense of certainty. And he talked about how we write. And many of us today, I find myself writing in pen, but sometimes we write in pencil. Or some of us, when we get a real sense of certainty, we like to, the idea that we could write with blood. You know, when something's written in blood, it's, it's written for real. Well, as we find ourselves in these moments, in this time, many of us, would like to have a clear plan, a clear path forward. Many of us would at least like to write out our plans and take our calendars and write in pencil in those places. But friends, if you're leading or if you're being led, you know that we live in a time where the best thing that we can do right now is write in pencil. Almost all of our plans are being written in pencil. So if you're leading in this moment, I want to encourage you to be somebody who leads with a sense of humility. And if you're somebody who's being led, I want to encourage you to be gracious. These are difficult times to lead in. So be gracious for those who are getting bombarded by all kinds of new information and who are trying to look into the future to see what leading is like. If you've got your scriptures, I'd like to invite you to turn with me to Psalm 23 because we're going to look at how God leads us 
And God's depiction of leading has a way to speak into that sense of leading at the moment where we're at right now and how we might lead. So Psalm 23, out of the New Living Translation, goes like this. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He, he leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. One of the reasons we love this psalm is because this psalm speaks to us of God in intimate terms. The psalm, the psalmist describes the Lord as a shepherd. Derek Kidner, an observer of, of the book of Psalms, notes that until the 23rd Psalm comes along, God is often described in other attributes where God is strong or God is mighty or God is described as our rock. But here David, being a shepherd boy himself, being somebody who spent time in the sheep's begins to write about God as somebody who is the shepherd, the best of all shepherds. And Jesus will use this uh, understanding of what God is like to say, how is it that God cares for us? He cares for us like a shepherd, like the best of all shepherds that we can imagine. And so in that vein, David then begins to unpack for us how God leads and cares for us. One of the first things David says about how God leads the flock, God cares for us, is that he leads us through green meadows. There is a sense that a good shepherd, somebody who cares about the sheep, will understand that his own life is, only comes to fullness and fruition as, it's, as the sheep that he cares for really flourish and thrive. There is a sense of reciprocity that the, that the best shepherds understand that if they're going to be a good shepherd, then their sheep have to be well cared for in leading us through green pastures and leading us through green meadows. What the psalmist is telling us is that God has a deep care for each and every one of us. God is somebody who doesn't stand afar off and give us commands or give us dictates or things to do, but God comes alongside of us and he has things that he desires for us. He has the best of things in mind for us. In, in verse three, the writer gives us another idea about how God leads us. He says that the Lord renews the strength. He renews our strength, your strength. A number of people have looked at this text and they've suggested that what the text is, is really indicating is that the Lord knows that there are sheep who will find wayward paths, but the Lord goes after those sheep and, or the good shepherd does and he corrals them back. And there's a sense within this text that God knows all the possible paths that we could walk down. And yet God loves us and he pursues us. He will go down those paths and he'll find us and he'll bring us back to the fold because the Lord wants to lead us in the paths that he has destined for us. Next, the writer talks about how the Lord leads us down right paths. And in the sense of right paths, he begins to talk about how the Lord leads us through dark valleys. 
Do you notice how the writer says the Lord doesn't take us around the dark valleys or around the valley of death, but the Lord takes us through these valleys. Oftentimes we might like to escape tough times. We might like to go around things that are difficult, but the Lord doesn't necessarily take us around difficult times. The Lord finds a way to come alongside of us, walk alongside of us, to be with us. Jesus in John 14, 15, and 16 talks about the Holy Spirit. And throughout the Old Testament, there are all these hints and allusions that God wants to do something that is really surprising to the people that he talks to. God wants to place his spirit within us and he wants to write his, his laws upon our hearts. Well, Jesus in John chapter 14 begins to tell his disciples that he's going to leave and he's going to return to the Father, but they don't need to be afraid because he's going to pour the Spirit out upon his disciples, upon those who listen to him. And as the Spirit is poured out, the Spirit will renew their minds. The Spirit will speak on God's behalf about what they're supposed to do. When the Lord comes, and the Lord leads us through all kinds of circumstances. And life has all kinds of circumstances. Sometimes they're great highs in life and sometimes they're great valleys and lows. But the depiction of the Lord in this, in this Psalm 23 is that the Lord is with us. He's walking alongside of us, not just out in front, but beside of us. Or with the Holy Spirit, the Lord is abiding within us and speaking to us. The psalmist continues. He says, you're not far from me. And the Lord, as a good shepherd, has a rod and a staff. And they provide comfort, protection. There are instruments that the Lord has, that the shepherd has, to speak into our life and to lead us. Can you imagine? Can you think of some instruments that God uses to speak into our lives? There are some instruments around me that I've been having some conversations with some others with about how scripture can speak into our life or the church can have a, a voice of the Lord for our day to day. Relationships of truth, grace, mercy, and love are places where the Lord can come alongside of us and speak to us. The act of prayer is not just an act where we speak to God, but where God begins to speak to us. Recently, somebody was that I was having a conversation with, they were just trying to find their way. And we were discussing, we were going back and forth, how can they know what God wants them to do in life? What's the next step for a project that they've, that they've got? I encouraged the person who was asking me these questions to do two things. I said, when was the last time you really immersed yourself within the pages of scripture? Because that's one of the instruments that God wants to lead us with. And he, he wants to speak into our hearts with. When was the last time you opened up the pages of Scripture? It wasn't long after that that he, he'd opened up, the person I was talking to opened up the book of Hebrews and there was something happening within his own life and within the text. He's like, I'm, he's just blown away by how God was speaking to him when he opened up the Scriptures. The other thing is, is the attribute of prayer. <clears throat> how is it when we come before the Lord and we just say, God, we're, we're here, and we want to hear from you. Oftentimes when we go to prayer, we, we want to talk. And maybe we don't give God time enough to talk. Have you given the Lord five minutes of just silence 
a setting before his presence, just saying, Lord, I need your leadership in my life. I need you to speak into my life. Or have you just come before the Lord on a frequent basis and said, Lord, here I am. What do you want me to see? What do you want me to hear from you? What, Lord, is on your heart that you want to be on my heart? These are the ways in which the Lord has placed in our lives right now as instruments where he can take an active part of of leading us. And finally, the Lord promises in this text, through the goodness of God, that he's going to lead us. But where is he leading us to? Well, the psalmist has a destination, doesn't he? The psalmist writes about how at the end of this, this leading, we get to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You and I, friends, are made to live in communion with God. We are made to dwell in God's goodness, to dwell in the fullness of God's being, and we are meant to dwell in that place. And the Lord, the Lord, if we're willing, will come alongside of us, and he'll take us on a journey. Each and every one of us are called to some sort of journey, to some kind of journey, and none of our journeys are the same. None of them are alike. But if we will follow, the Lord will take us on a great adventure. And his passion is that ultimately he will lead each and every one of us to the same place, to himself, where we find our true rest and the fullness of joy, the fullness of beauty and truth and everything that our hearts desire. If we follow the Lord today, he will lead us to himself. Well, what kind of thing is the Lord looking for from you or from me? What aspiration, what intention does God seek in our life? He promises to be our leader, to be our good shepherd. I think the Lord looks to us not to have all the answers for tomorrow, not to have an entire plan of what the next year is going to look like, But to say today, Lord, I want to follow you wherever it is you'll lead me, through the ups and downs, through the green valleys, or even through the valley of the shadow of death. I trust that ultimately you're going to lead me to yourself and to your your good, good house. Friends, thanks for joining us today. And as you take consideration for where you're at in life, I'd just like to invite you to consider how, how you've been led, who you're following. Are you following the Lord? Are you saying yes to Christ? And here is invitation to say yes, afresh and new today. To say, Lord, lead me. Lord, guide me. You are the Lord of heaven and of earth. Lead me this day and lead me to yourself. Kind Father, we give you thanks for this time of worship. We give you thanks for your word that speaks to us. We give you thanks that you are the good shepherd that comes alongside of us, leads us in this moment and leads us ultimately to yourself. Help us be gracious with those that you've placed around us to be leaders for this time. Help us be humble 
those of us who've been tasked with leading and help all of us to look to you, the Good Shepherd. In the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit, we pray. Amen. fixed on you now what I face now what may stand before me I know you'll lead me through the desert place the storms that rage around me Savior Redeemer Defender and Healer every single step of the way you never change, I will bless your name Every breath I take, I will praise you From the valley to the mountaintops I will lift my hands, I'm not holding back I will praise you from the valley to the mountaintops From the valley to the mountaintops Hey friends, thanks for joining us in worship today. You can share this video with your friends and family through the link that we provide. Hope that this week 
and today is, is a day in which the Lord leads you in such a way that you give God thanks and glory and praise. May the Lord guide you this and every day. Amen.